What's up, Whisper Nation? We are back again with Week 7 Waiver Wire video. We're going over some running backs, some wide receivers that you're going to need to pick up this week to get you through bye weeks and get you that home stretch run to get you to the playoffs right here on the Fantasy Whispers. Right here. <laughs> What's up, Travis? How you doing, my man? We're back What's again. We're back again with Week 7 Waiver Wire stuff. Weaver waiver wire article. I can't even speak, dude. This is like a tongue twister. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm good, man. Yeah, week seven. We're uh, after this week will be officially over halfway through the fantasy football regular season. Most regular seasons ending at 13 weeks. Um, and and with COVID, with injuries, we're still rocking and rolling. We still got to put a roster together. And so the ever looming fear of injuries, the ever looming looming fear of Losing a player uh, is still there, but if you follow us, if you get over to thefantasywhispers.com, I've got my full article up there, and we're just trying to help. We're trying to get you through these patches of uh, times. Four teams on by this week, Johnny, um, including Baltimore, Indianapolis, Miami, and Minnesota. So some some key players you're going to need to replace in those lineups. Most definitely, but... If they want to get, we're not. I mean, we're just going to talk about a, a handful of players in this video. But if you want the entire full article, you can find it on our website, thefantasywhispers.com. We'll leave a link in the description below. Click on that. You can get this week's waiver wire as well as look at past week week weeks waiver wire. I, th- dude, I this is just such a tongue twister. I can't even keep saying it. Uh, but you can look at past weeks because it's good to go and look at those and pick up guys. For example, Big Travi, I went back a couple weeks ago. I, I saw Christian Kirk was on a waiver wire article, picked him up, put him in my lineup last night, and I had a, a Monday mi- miracle. So you can always go back to those later articles, read through those guys because it's still good content. And you can do so at www.thefantasywhispers.com. And you can also find Travis on Twitter at BigTraviTFW. So tweet at him, follow him. He'll give you a bunch more fantasy advice. Right? Am I missing anything, Travis? No, that's it. Uh, let's get let's get started, man. Let's jump into this. All right, we're gonna start here with the running backs because those are the ones usually what people need the most. Uh, we're gonna start with the running back, Justin Jackson of the LA Chargers, coming off of a bye. So many of people might not have remembered his, you know, week. What is it now? It's gonna be week five performance, uh, where he actually uh, outplayed the who we all thought was gonna be the the presumed new starter, right, and the rookie. But it turned out to be Justin Jackson being a, a pretty big part of that game plan travis only rostered though in 47 percent of yahoo leagues tell whisper nation why exactly they need to go and get justin jackson now yeah i mean this is just what's going to happen sometimes when you have bye weeks you have a player perform right before their bye week and then they go on by and people kind of forget or they just don't have the roster space to put them on there as much as other players and i think that's what's happened here he's right under the threshold at 47 percent on but the bottom line was Joshua Kelly coming into that week five contest had back-to-back fumbles in, in back-to-back weeks. So, you know, Justin Jackson, the vet, the seasoned vet, came out there and kind of got the work, and he saw 20 touches, Johnny, including, uh, you know, what he saw through the air, which was six targets, five receptions, only 23 yards. But that is an encouraging sign because when you look at Josh Kelly, Johnny, the most targets he's ever had in a game is three 
Um, and that is just not something Jackson who can not only get 15 carries, but then five receptions. I mean, that's bell cow usage, Johnny, and this could be a huge addition for you going down the stretch. You then look at the, uh, the matchups he's got down the stretch, Jacksonville, Las Vegas, Miami, and the Jets in four of his five, next five games. Those are some soft run defenses that you want to target, and Jackson will be uh, highly, highly efficient most likely in those games, especially with Justin Herbert emerging. So Justin Jackson is my priority ad for running backs and my priority ad for, for most waiver wires out there. All right, coming in at your uh, second second ranked waiver wire priority here, uh, we had Miles Sanders who uh, had a really big rushing day. Didn't see the end zone. Uh, broke a very long run, Travis, and then at the end uh, tackled and and uh, was injured on that play. He had a, he is having an MRI or set to have an MRI. So Boston Scott becomes the uh, the the big name running back uh, that a lot of people should go out and get because he's only rostered in fourteen percent of Yahoo leagues. Travis, where would you rank him if Miles Sanders is due to miss significant time? Where would you put him? Is he more of an RB2 now? Is he an RB3 flex option for you? What are we looking at here? We'll have to see because Boston Scott's usage last year was really predicated on the fact that Philly didn't really have anybody else. You know, when they when they put Boston Scott in, he was the last resort. Uh, he did do well. I mean, he put up RB1 numbers in relief. I think back to that December game last year, he had 23 touches, three touchdowns, and you know who he played, Johnny? He played the Giants, who they're wow. playing on Thursday night. So I do like him as a one-week rental. You had Chris Mortison from ESPN saying one to two weeks for Miles Sanders. Um, so I do like him as a one to two-week rental. But he is behind Justin Jackson for me because I just don't see season-long value out of Boston Scott. And I also think there's a situation here – where they give the ball a little bit to Corey Clement in tandem with Boston Scott because I think Doug Peterson could get back to his committee ways if he needed to. Just based on seeing how many injuries he's, he's uh, getting on offense, he might want to easy the load there for Boston Scott. But it's a very thin week at running back. It's a very thin landscape at running back out there. And so Boston Scott is my second priority this week. All right. And the third running back on this list uh, that we'll mention here is – uh, uh, kind of a little bit of a surprise, right? 49ers running backs, uh, we talk about them. They are ever-changing. It feels like they're always injured. And for so long, we were talking about Jarek McKinnon, uh, but he is over 50% rostered on Yahoo, which is why we don't bring him up on this show. We talk about a lot of these guys who are uh, less than 50% rostered on Yahoo leagues. So, Jamichael Hasty. Becomes a very interesting uh, speculative ad. He looked very good in the very few carries that he did get in uh, the Sunday night game. But Jamichael Hasty is a guy that is uh, an undrafted free agent and only roster in less than 1% of Yahoo leagues. Travis, how how much should people really buy into the Jamichael Hasty? Uh, is this more of a, a stash, or do you feel confident in being able to possibly play him this week? Well, the Patriots are, are the opponent for the Niners this week. A very tough run defense uh, on the year so far. I would be hesitant to go ahead and put Jamichael Hasty in my lineup. He finds himself as third on this list. Um, and really after... Boston Scott, the running back landscape kind of falls off just because of the way that things are shaking out 
Um, it's it's hard to count on these guys. But I think that Hasty is worth an add in the sense that we've seen San Francisco have this revolving door of running backs constantly. And if Hasty is going to get, you know, a bulk of or, or a good amount of the carries, he's going to have value. I just think that, you're, you know, Jarek McKinnon, he saw 92% of the running back snaps in a game uh, without Mostert this year. And so in my mind, I think that they will go back to McKinnon as the lead back here with Hasty working in as a, a change of pace. But he's worth a speculative ad as a stash should anything happen to McKinnon during this time that Mostert's out as well. All right, you've got a couple of other running backs here listed. If you want to read those in depth, uh, you could do so at thefantasywhisperers.com. Read this full Week 7 waiver uh, article. I will leave a link in the description below. But Travis, picking up the guys, that's the easy part. We can, you know, uh, it's always easy to tell uh, people who to go and pick up. But the difficult part is who should we drop? Who should players be looking to drop in order to add these players? So we're just specifically talking about the three that we talked about on this show. So Jamichael Hasty, Boston Scott, Justin Jackson. I'm going to li- give you a couple of names. Tell me if you would drop the, the players listed for who I give you here. Okay. Uh, Brian Hill, or uh, Jamal Williams, would you drop either one of those guys for any of the ones on this show? Yeah, Boston Scott and Justin Jackson uh, are the two that I think are the top ads this week, and I would be willing to drop both of those guys for those two. Um, Hasty, not so much yet, just because I believe, you know, Williams is a very valuable handcuff, and, and I believe that Brian Hill actually is too. We've seen some pop out of him, and should anything happen to Gurley, I think he would get the bulk of the work there. All right, J.D. McKissick, who is surprisingly, you know, RB37 and PPR, uh, RB49 and standard, um, has, you know, been like the check down king there. Uh, Would you do? Yeah, in PPR, I understand wanting to hang on to him. I would go ahead and drop him uh, for all three of these guys, though. I I just don't see the upside in McKissick. He's kind of like the poor man's James White at this point, um, and I just don't see that he's going to – He's not going to give you the rushing upside that some of these other guys can do for you um, and, and really become, you know, I think there's upside for these guys to have season-long value. Should the Miles Sanders uh, injury linger, um, and then should Josh Kelly continue to not be the answer for the Chargers, Justin Jackson would be while uh, Eckler is out. So. All right, I'll give you one more um, potential guy. Um, would you drop, let's see, I'll give you two actually. Uh, Malcolm Brown and Naheem Hines. If you're rostering one of those two, would you drop either one of those for? Yeah, I think once again, this is about like trying to stash lottery tickets and find up arrows and trajectories as they happen. You have Naheem Hines on a buy. You can't really play him anyways. I, I think that he's, you know, continuing to not see enough of the field. And, and then very similar to Malcolm Brown, like even if Akers isn't going to be worked in like we thought, uh, Daryl Henderson looks good. And so I, I just don't see the upside in keeping Malcolm Brown on your roster. When you can pick up a Justin Jackson, he's going to end up winning you a league if, if he ends up popping the whole year. All right. We are going to jump over here to the wide receivers, Travis, the, the wide receiver article or part of your article here. Uh, we are going to uh, the number one wide receiver here. I can't believe he's still not over 50% owned on Yahoo. Chase Claypool he needs to be rostered, people. Uh, go out and get him. He's going to be really, really good. But Travis, let 
people know why they need to be buying into what they've been seeing, at least partially, uh, on on Sundays. Yeah, this one kind kind of feels like cheating because he's rostered in 49% of Yahoo leagues, so just under the threshold. But look, uh, we saw the four touchdown uh, game last week. We said, look, you might want to sell high on him. He's not going to score you 40 points every week. But he racked up 70 yard, 74 yards through the air again and scored another rushing touchdown. They are committed in Pittsburgh uh, to getting Chase Claypool the ball in unique ways, and that is going to continue with or without Deontay Johnson. I do think he becomes more volatile with Deontay Johnson in the lineup, uh, but I do think that they're going to find ways to continue to get him the ball, and he's going to be he's going to have flex value most weeks in my mind. All right, um, I'm just going to uh, just say the next two names on this because they are. Uh, close to 50%, and we talked about them before on this show, uh, so we won't quite dive into those guys. Mike Williams uh, for Los Angeles Chargers, only roster on 45%, and then Henry Ruggs, Los Angeles Raiders, uh, roster on 47% of, of Yahoo Leagues. He is back now and and healthy and playing. Looks like he has big play upside. But Travis, I want to get into this next uh, player here. Travis Fulgham of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's only rostered on 31% of Yahoo leagues. He has had three straight t- uh, games with a touchdown. He seems to have a really nice rapport with Carson Wentz. Moving forward, you might have some wide receivers coming back that are, are getting healthy. Do you see Travis Fulgham being a guy who could potentially lead you to the fantasy playoffs over the next six weeks. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, right? Fulgham, you mentioned the three touchdowns. He's also got 50 or more receiving yards in all three of those games. Um, I think more importantly, Johnny, uh, like I said in the article, he's got a pulse and he's breathing. Um, he's a living, live, uh, breathing body in this lineup, and that is a good start uh, to getting – the volume you need. And you talked about Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. They both make the call on this week too, because they're trying to work their way back from injury. But if you were to tell me that the only thing standing in the way of Fulgham is those two staying healthy, then I like my chances because they just not have not been as healthy uh, over the last couple of years. And Fulgham's seen 26 targets in this three week span. And he's got to be a target on your waiver wire this week, just because the volume is there. The rapport is there. There's nothing else standing in the way. He had nice metrics when we look at – or advanced metrics when you look at him as an actual prospect. And the Detroit Lions kind of let one go on the, on Travis Fulgham here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they kept, they chose to keep uh, Amendola instead. Uh, how's that working yeah. out? Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> we, we're going to um, – I just want to touch on Christian Kirk, Travis. Um, I know that we had talked about him in a previous show. It's been a couple of weeks, but I want to ask you, he is only rostered on 40% of Yahoo leagues. We saw the big play potential, obviously, uh, you know, in the Dallas game, but is that something that fantasy uh, owners can count on moving forward? Or do you think he is another boom or bust like a uh, Henry Ruggs? Or do you think that there is potential where he becomes a more consistent piece of this offense? I would. I want to say yes, only because you've seen them get him involved in the red zone in consistent games, which tells me that Cliff Kingsbury knows that Christian Kirk's a playmaker for them. He knows that he is a guy that has the ability to give them like a little bit of juice, uh, whether it's in the red zone. Obviously, they did the big 80-yard bomb last night on Monday Night Football. Johnny, he's got 10 or more points in half-point PPR formats in each of the last three weeks. 
He went absolutely ballistic last night against the Cowboys. But he's got some games where he doesn't do much. You know, he's got few. I think he only had three targets last night. So the volume isn't there. And, and on paper, you'd say that's not sustainable. But we knew that this was in Christian Kirk's uh, range of outcomes because he is a big play guy. So I would just say this, like, he's going to be one of those boomer bust flex plays for you probably going forward. But one that could definitely help you win your week. So depending on bye weeks and depending on injuries, um, Christian Kirk is worth an ad for me. And he, he finds himself above some of the floor plays that are at the wide receiver position in the article uh, for this week. All right. Let me ask you uh, some wide receivers that you would uh, drop in order to pick up some of these wide receivers in this column. Once again, if you want to read this full wide receiver column in depth, you could do so at www.thefantasywhispers.com. Get this full article or link will be left in the description below. Travis, I'm going to give you some hard ones here, okay, for these wide receivers because wide receivers, as we see, can, you know, go off on any given week. So these guys haven't necessarily been panning out right now. So right, are you ready for it? Let's do it. Juju Smith-Schuster. Would you drop Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> for any of these guys? I told you this was going to be difficult. Juju Smith-Schuster is the wide receiver oh, 42 right now in standard, uh, wide receiver 37 in PPR. He has vastly disappointed the last two weeks, haven't, hasn't even gotten over uh, 50 receiving yard or five fantasy points um, in the last two weeks. Yeah, so I would drop Juju Smith-Schuster for Chase Claypool, Mike Williams, and I think Henry Ruggs. And I think I would do that because all three of these guys have the opportunity to be the number one in their offense uh, going forward this season. Not saying they will, but they have the opportunity. And Juju, to me, no longer has that opportunity. Okay. And, I, and I, it's, I know it's sad, and I know it sucks. Juju's a great player, and he's, he's a great personality. But we have seen it now with both Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool um, that Juju Smith-Schuster is born to be the number two or maybe number three option in this passing attack, and that's just unfortunate. And so I would rather go with the upside of these other guys who have the opportunity to be the number one. So, yes, a very, very eerie feeling right now uh, right. advising to drop Juju Smith-Schuster, but I would be comfortable, especially if I needed a win and I needed to shake things up. All right, Jarvis Landry. Would you drop Jarvis Landry for any of these guys? Yeah, I think Jarvis Landry, same, same situation. And I would actually even extend that to Travis Fulgham, um, uh, being able to drop Jarvis Landry for that because of similar situation. Like the Browns attack is going to most weeks, I would say a 90% of weeks, going to be a run-based, run-heavy attack that does not need to rely so much on the passing attack. And I think Jarvis Landry is kind of the odd man out with, you know, OBJ getting his market share and even Austin Hooper improving his usage over the last few weeks. And the last one I'm going to give you here, this one's real difficult. Um, but Michael Gallup, would you trade, uh, would you drop Michael Gallup for any I of would these hold, guys? I would hold Michael Gallup. I would go, I think Claypool and Mike Williams could be uh, taken. Uh, I think you could drop Gallup for those two. Okay. I would hold Michael Gallup above a Henry Ruggs, above a Fulgham because we saw a red zone target out of uh, for Gallup. We saw Gallup actually get some of the usage early in the game. <laughs> hit, him at, hit, hit him in, in a bad game. spot in the hands, dude. Yeah, in the hands, yeah. Um, so I think better days are ahead for both uh, Andy Dalton and, and Gallup. I don't want to overreact to a Monday night game as we see sometimes happen in this industry. 
And I think that there will be um, better days ahead for Dallas on offense. And I want to say to Whisper Nation, uh, before people go crazy and at me with those uh, with those drop wide receiver names, uh, I will say as of right now, uh, Fulgham has outscored all three of those wide receivers. So uh, I wanted to give Big Travis a difficult deci- decision, and uh, I think you did pretty well, uh, Travis. Uh, yeah, well, I, and I, I would just remind, you know, with Nation here, we say this all the time. We quote the great Bruce Lee that we need to be like water, and I think that is not just in – you know, your trades are in like uh, situations that you're in, but it's in the waiver wire too. You need to be ready to cut ties with players just because they have a name doesn't mean they belong still on your roster. Yeah. If they're not giving you points and you can't be confident in the situation for them to continue to give you points, you're going to have to move on. That's just how you get wins. And, and, yeah, exactly. And if your record isn't, you know, if you can't wait to, you know, hold out on dart throws any longer, you need to let those go. Uh, and get wins now. So, uh, all right, Travis, we're going to end the show. Uh, I'm just going to kick it to you for these two last two. Uh, give me a tight end and a quarterback that you are willing to stream this week. Uh, we've got, you know, Jacecki and Mark Andrews on a bye. Those are two major tight ends. And um, is that the yeah, This one's not even a stream uh, for me. This one is uh, probably my favorite waiver ad of the week right now. And that's Dallas Goddard of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's rostered in 41% of Yahoo leagues. If you have an IR spot, maybe you've kept him. Uh, if you don't, if you have an IR spot, maybe you can swoop him up uh, this week. Even if he isn't activated, which as of this writing and as of today, he's theoretically supposed to be uh, activated off the IR. We saw Zach Ertz is out for at least three games. Goddard in the first two weeks, Johnny was fed 17 targets in those first two games. Uh, he's got massive upside for me in an offense that continues to uh, lack the pass catchers, and I think he could easily be a touchdown guy, but also lead this team in receiving yards each and every week, uh, just based on his athletic ability. Um, he is like a more athletic Zach Ertz uh, in this offense, and they could be getting him out back at just the right time. So huge ad for me. And then for quarterback, Johnny, I think people need to go back to Teddy Bridgewater this week. Uh, you've got Fitzpatrick not only on bye, but now about to be benched. Um, so you've got Teddy Bridgewater out there available in 45% or he's rostered in 45% of Yahoo leagues. He had a tough day against the bears, but we knew this was probably going to happen. Uh, the bears allowing the least uh, amount of completion percentage against them. Uh, but I would just say with Lamar Jackson on by Fitzpatrick benched, Teddy can get it done. He's not only got the saints who allow the fourth most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, but then he plays Atlanta the week after. So you like Teddy's next two okay. games uh, to get you through this kind of rough stretch here. All right, and that does it for today's waiver wire video. Once again, if you want to read this entire article, it is awesome. Travis puts it out every single Tuesday, so make sure you can check that out at www.thefantasywhispers.com. I leave a link in the description below, as well as if you you know checked out this whole channel, you're new to our channel and haven't subbed yet hit that subscribe button hit that bell so you get notified anytime we drop new content which is daily anything else travis that's it make sure you guys are checking who was dropped in your league yes that's a big onto one. the waivers uh if, if you, you they pick up some of these hot waivers maybe they're dropping someone uh they really sh- shouldn't have so make sure you're checking that out too check the transaction line um but that that's it all right for big travi 
I'm Johnny GameTime Hicks, and until next time, peace out, Whisper Nation. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers. 